Okay, so a couple of years down the road, yeah. um, you are hanging out, still in uh, L.A., you know? Yeah. How's that going? Uh, it's going all right. Um, there's definitely been uh, an uptick in uh, you know the spots that you're getting. Oh, that's good. Like, how, how many a month are we talking here? You do, like, uh, six spots a week. Holy shit! Six a week in LA. Yeah, things are going. Yeah, things are. Yeah, it's tough to do. But yeah, you're you're doing it. You uh, you know, it's like yeah, there's a lot of funny people there or whatever. But you've got one thing that the rest of these motherfuckers don't. My charming personality. Lately, you've been uh working on your ass. Like my there's okay. My yeah, there's my like ass. a new there's. Yeah, there's a new trend in uh in LA comedy yeah. where the men just like get just statuesque cheeks. You know what I'm saying? Pat, I'm I'm like a a fat man with a gross body. I can't just like sure. build a statuesque statuesque ass. There's a lot of other well, by, shit that has to get fixed, sure. you know? I can't by, just fuck. by yourself by yourself no. But what you've been you uh you've been working out. You have like a, a new personal trainer. Yeah. Um, the, this who, guy who focuses um, only on my ass. Only now is he is he an ass specific personal trainer or is he a standard personal yes. trainer? And I went to him and I was like, I want only ass. Ass specific and like honest, like if, if he sees you doing like like push ups to warm up, it, he'll like get pissed. He'll yell at you, dude. <sighs> It's all about the ass. That's that's what the name of his uh, company. It's all about the ass. All his company name is. It's all about the ass. Yeah, but th- but the is spelled T H A to look cool. Okay, uh, so he's a guy who focuses on ass workouts. Yeah, um, right. this guy um, kind of has an interesting backstory. He used to. Uh, yeah, he actually used to be a he used to be a cop. And uh, now he has gotten in such great shapes. And a lot of it is in his ass that he just makes a living basically being a, uh, a like a, a male entertainer, if you know what I'm saying. Like a, dan- a dancer, an adult dancer. Is his penis showing? No, but there is little to the imagination. So he's he's like he's like a beefcake who dances around in like what, like a tiny G string or something. Yeah, and sometimes he does the bit where he shows up dressed up in his old cop uniform, and oh, uh, he'll like walk into a a party, you know, and, yeah. and kick down the door and be he like, "Kicks hey. the door down." Well, I mean, I guess he's a kicks cop. Kicks it down, yeah, right off the hinges, <laughs> and uh, they'll like he'll do stuff like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on? Everybody, get down and put your hands behind your head, or I'll start shooting." And people are like, holy shit. So they do. And he he holds them hostage in that situation for about 20 minutes, just building the tension. Yeah, and then, building the tension. The tension is built, Pat. He's He, he kicks their door down <laughs> off the hinges and then holds them all hostage at gunpoint. Yeah. And they're real. It's like a real gun. Of course, you said he's a cop. Yeah, of course he's got a real fucking gun. He actually gun. fires a one bullet in the air to let them know, like, I'm not fucking around. What if they're on a and first then, floor apartment? There's somebody above them. Does he just fire it into the ceiling? Is he? No, he'll do. He'll 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 do it like out the window or, or whatever. Oh, okay. you know, he's, he's not. Like, he's, an, yeah. he's not an idiot. He's responsible. Yeah. So 
Uh, and then after 20 minutes, he'll like, all right, I'm bringing you guys all downtown. You're going to jail for not having enough fun. Because you've been holding us hostage for 20 minutes at gunpoint after kicking our door down. That's why we're not having fun. Just come in and show us your hog and your, those buns. Like, there's no need to, like, do all this other shit. Yeah. But, you know, he believes in uh, showmanship. This guy sucks, Pat. What's his name? So, <laughs> Herman Crumbs. Herman, this, his name is Herman Crumbs. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, Crumbs is uh, teaching you, you know, kind of the ins and outs, as it were. Uh, you know, you're doing squats. You know, you're doing... Um, wall uh <laughs> lifts or dips or whatever pat clearly has worked his ass out before he's clearly done the exercises he gives you some like su- he gives you some ass supplements <laughs> yeah like like a pill to make my ass pop yeah but you actually <laughs> shove it up your ass oh it's a suppository well that makes sense i guess if it's for my ass it's right there yeah. you know what they say location 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 mm. Yeah, that's what you say to yourself as you shove, (laughs) you work that. Oh, I got to work it? Well, a little bit. You you can't just lube it up and pop it in? Well, you you know, you do. But at first, you're you're a little little shy. But after a while, you know, you become a little bit more welcoming if you know what I'm saying. I'm enjoying taking suppositories that help my ass look great. Like, I'm getting pleasure out of it. It's designed to make you feel. It's designed to make me feel good. Yeah, it's the best ass pill on the market. I don't I don't want to I don't want a pill. I don't want a suppository designed to make me feel good. Why not? Because baby, because it's like it it feels like uh, wrong on a lot of levels. Sure. But, you know, you know what they say. Sometimes what? Sometimes it's not wrong to feel right. It's not. So shove that right up that asshole. <laughs> so you do. And, uh, you know, things are going okay. And like, like I said, your ass, because of working with uh, with uh, uh, former uh, Lieutenant Sergeant uh, Herman Crumbs uh, and, you know, the whole. Uh, that was his rank. Thing. He was a Lieutenant Sergeant. Herman Crumbs. Yeah. And so because of that and the suppository, uh, you know, your ass has never looked better, my friend. It's a low bar. Some, like, you can put a drink on it and walk away. And people do. What? Why? That's so insensitive. Why are people yeah, putting drinks on my ass, Pat? Because it's big enough to, to you know, have to have that happen. It's and Frankly, it's firm enough to, to happen. So <laughs> what happens... What happens is um, you're fucking like uh, your ass is just looking good, you know? And uh, like I said, you're just walking around with drinks just on both cheeks pretty much at all, uh, almost at all times. I just don't notice it. I don't even notice it that I have drinks on my ass cheeks. The side effect about getting a really nice ass, it turns out, is that you just have no feeling. It sounds like it's probably those fucking suppositories you're having me shove up there all the time. It's numbing everything. This can't be good. I'm done taking those suppositories, Pat. If my ass is already big enough to hold several drinks without my knowledge, then it doesn't need to be getting bigger. Therefore, I don't need to take those suppositories. 
All right. So you decide not. You decide yeah. to stop taking them. I, yeah, I'm done. I don't like this at all. At all. Sure. I'm very uncomfortable. And it, uh, honestly, it's it's for it's for the uh, the best because um, it made your ass numb, and it also kind of made you numb emotionally a little bit. Great. Like you were you're walking out uh, one day uh, to get a ice cold uh, Arnold Palmer, and you saw <laughs> like a uh, like the top part of a building just like fall over and land on a. A family of five. And oh, you're just Jesus like, Christ, you, you just like look at them and you're like, Ugh, life in the big city. Like what? That's my response to seeing a family of five die when a building fell on them. A like I said, death. you're emotionally becoming more numb too. Well, yeah, good riddance. Those pills or those those suppositories. So you, so you so you uh, stop doing the suppositories and like a week later you remember that happened and you're just devastated. Yeah. You cry for like five hours straight. I'm a crier. So, uh, what ends up happening is that your ass is looking fantastic. Things are are, are, are working out for you. You know what I mean? Uh, but lately, you've kind of been like, you know, feeling an itch. It's probably also to, those suppositories. To do, <laughs> to do uh, some other type of, like, performance. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean, Pat. You're going to have to enlighten me. What else do I want to do? You get really into slam poetry. Oh, fuck no. This is the end. This is where it all ends. This is where it ends. I'm so afraid of that. So normally you were. Like, you've always been afraid about uh, about uh, uh, slam poetry. Uh, when you were young, um, you witnessed uh, a slam poet uh, beat your cousin to death. So Jesus ever since then, Christ. you've been a little like apprehensive about it. If a slam poet can do it, you know, did you deserve to live? You know what I mean? If a slam poet could take your life with their bare sure. hands, you know? Yeah. Well, it turns out that the, uh, your cousin was, um, was fucking his wife. So <clears throat> he, he, he beat him to death with his uh, book of poems. <laughs> <laughs> what was the book called? <laughs> um, it was called a slash of red. A slash of blue. My life in poetry. <laughs> you say a slash of red? A slash of blue. My life, colon, my life in poetry. Oh my God. That's awful. And he beat so, my cousin to death with the book. Yeah. That's fucking, that's grim. Yeah. So basically, um, you uh, are doing some, you know, you're, you're not performing quite yet, but you're going to check out these different, uh, you know, slam poetry nights. And, um, you know, honestly, some of it is pretty good. Some of, you know, it's like, it's like any form of art, you know, it's like, there's going to be people who are good at it and there's going to be people who are really bad at it. You know what I mean? It's just that you've never seen anybody like be good at it. And except for this night, you're there sitting uh, at this place. It's called the, uh, it's called coffee, tea, and a little conversation. <laughs> and it's a a coffee shop in uh in LA where there's no Wi-Fi or anything, so like they just encourage you to like talk to each other. You know what I mean? Man, that sounds miserable. Um, and so uh, yeah, they, it's only the are they busy? The second time, um, yeah, dude. Uh, poetry slam night there is actually surprisingly busy. Oh man, um, yeah. And so you're there watching, it, and like people there fucking suck. Like they're 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 pretty bad. Yeah. Except for this one woman. She walks on stage 
you know, strides over from across the room. Yeah. Confident. He's holding a uh, a notebook, you know, one of those Moleskine notebooks. Oh, yeah. I worked at a Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I know. They sold them right there at the registers. Yeah, I bought so many. I have so many. You get Every uh, now and then they'd have ones in the bargain rack, like discount-looking yeah. ones. I got a lot of those because I'm poor. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are. So, um... So you see her walk up and yeah. she goes up and she gives an amazing performance. Okay. Um, she, she's, it's a poem about nature and she's like, uh, <laughs> you know, talking about like trees and shit. Uh, don't cut down those trees. Ow. No. <laughs> Ooh, you better not. Man, the sound, Pat, you're really selling me on this being a, a thrilling performance. What's well, like performance art? Like she acts the whole thing out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, she is amazing, man. And you're like, you're very into it. And, uh, you're kind of like, oh man. And like, you're, you're, you're like, you're so into that. You're like, you're sweating. Oh, well that's all right. That's so you walk time. up to the counter to grab a, you know, uh, an ice cold, uh, water and some, uh, you know, napkins or whatever <laughs> to wipe the sweat off myself. Yeah. And uh, just as you finish doing, you turn around and standing there is that woman. The poet. What do you do? Uh, I probably say, hey, that was really fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. She goes, oh, thank you so much. Um, I haven't seen I've you know, I've seen you here once or twice, but I've never seen you go up. Are you um, a poet or just an enthusiast? Um, uh, I, I, at this point, am I feeling like. I have a poem to read. You have one poem, yeah. Oh, man. I would tell her uh, I just started writing poetry, and uh, I'm not, I probably don't feel comfortable enough. You know, I probably, especially for her, I'm probably intimidated, you know? Sure. And she's like, she's like, oh, cool. It's, it, was, it was great to meet you. My name is um, Diane Rather. Diane Rather. Yeah, and she's like, uh, I, you know, uh, hopefully I'll see you up there one day. Uh, yeah, thank you again, Diane Rather. Yeah. She's like, no, she goes, no problem. So she sits down, and you're like, huh. And uh, you turn to grab that water, and uh, standing in front of you behind the counter is this guy. Yeah. Um, he, uh, it's, it's interesting, he has a pair of uh tight stonewash jeans yeah <laughs> wearing a uh maroon t-shirt <laughs> yeah on top of that nestled <laughs> around this man's shoulders is a is a leather jacket okay and it looks fucking sharp dude okay the most interesting thing about him though is that he has the biggest hands that you have ever seen <laughs> in your life yeah and it's weird because it's almost like for a second you're like what and you take your eyes off them for a moment and it's like they get bigger for just a sec <laughs> yeah they grow and then when, when you're not looking at them yeah they're they're a little bit bigger uh and so he's looking at you and he goes uh huh pretty <laughs> girl huh uh this is the guy behind the counter like a, yeah, the guy working there so it's like a like a barista yeah. Is, are there other people in line? No. 
and he's just openly proclaiming in a coffee shop that <laughs> I'm, I'm I obviously find this woman attractive. Oh, he's not like yelling it. Oh, he's okay. just like kind of like leaning in. He's like, "Ah, oh, pretty girl, huh?" Uh, I would he say, goes, he, yeah, yeah. She, she's. I, I assume she, she's pretty. Are you telling me she's pretty? Yeah, she. she he goes, "Ho, the lovely Miss Rather." Yep, boy, so talented too. Um, well, hey, it's uh, it's good to meet you. The name's Mickey. Mickey Less. He hands you the water bottle and he sticks out his giant fucking hand. Do you shake his hand? When is this? I'm sorry. When when is this happening? Oh, five years. Five years from now. So is like so, Corona thing still? Can we a shake thing it? of the past? Okay. All all when you when you hear the word Corona at this point, you just think of a delicious fucking Mexican lager. Okay. So yeah, if, if the all clears go ahead to shake hands and it's society, if we're you know if it's acceptable, then yeah, I'll shake I'll shake his hand. You shake his hand, and for a second, it's almost like um. You can smell like uh, like burning leaves. Yeah. And the August air. When you were young, growing up in uh, Dupo, Illinois, whenever the uh, the fall would come, the leaves would, uh, you know, fall from the trees, land on the ground. Yeah. They just symbolize death for you, mostly. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, basically, by the time that the, the, the leaves had all hit the ground, you and your brother... Uh, would go out there and um, you'd rake the leaves together into one gigantic pile. Yeah. Your uh, dad would walk out, see that pile, look at you guys and kind of like nod. And you would take the leaves and uh, bring them to the, the back of his uh, pickup truck. Throw that fucking pile back there. You guys would jump into the uh, into daddy's pickup. And you guys would uh, drive a little bit outside of town. We um, <sighs> and you would take that pile of leaves. Yeah, you'd put it in a, uh, you know, in a field, and you would set those leaves on fire. And for that moment, everything was calm. Everything was peaceful. You would just stare at the uh, this inferno of uh, of death. And you look, and you would look at that fire, and you would not feel afraid. Does Dad love riding the bed of the truck? Fuck yeah, he does. Someone's got to watch the leaves. If this were true, this would be the best memory I have ever had with my dad. This would be, this would be the beacon on the hill that would make me consider talking to him while he's on his deathbed. Which and ever since then, every is. time you smell some burning leaves, you think about the uh, the relationship that you could have had. Man. So you snap back, and Mickey Les is like, uh, yeah, you know, she's been uh, coming here for, for quite a while. She's, uh, she's pretty good, huh? I'm probably still in shock at this memory of my dad. We... We lived on five acres of farmland. Why wouldn't we just burn the leaves ourselves? Um, the reason that you wouldn't do that is your mom was always like, like you know, I, I just don't want to start a fire or anything oh, like that. So yeah, that's 100% maybe just my take, mom. Yeah, she's like, just just take the leaves, you know, t- take them into town or whatever. 
And so you guys would sneak off and just set them on fire and just look at them and not fear death for a fucking second. Man, what's my dad so, thinking uh, that whole time? You don't know. You never you. um To be honest, you were you were you were kind of young then. It, it wasn't as an adult. You would definitely talk to him about what he felt uh, while this was happening. But he was, you know, he was like a you were a kid. So, yeah, you, you know, so it was a thing to ask. Yeah. So he's sure. in like his mid 30s. He's eight, I'm eight years old. That's the year yeah. before my before he leaves. Pun intended. That's the year before he walks out. He's probably thinking of a way out. You don't know. You never asked. Um, but you do know that he would hear a voice in the fire. <laughs> my dad heard a voice in the fire. Yeah. What he never he? told you what it said. Oh, what? He definitely did. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. He wouldn't. You strongly suspect the voice in the fire told him to uh, to abandon your family. <laughs> well, <laughs> he listened. Because the last time that you went to burn the leaves on the edge of town, yeah. uh, you would like uh, he would just look in the fire and he goes, yes, I will do that tomorrow. And then the next day, you know, just hop, skip it, a jump away, you know? So uh, basically, uh, Mickey's like, yeah, she's, you know, she's a pretty cool girl. You seem like a pretty good guy, man. I kind of have that vibe about you. He goes, you know, I kind of do this thing where I uh, I like to set people up. Yeah. And honestly, I think you guys would be a great couple. He goes, look, I, this is going to sound weird, but if you follow all my, you know, directions... I think you two are going to, uh, you know, have quite the time. You wink. Gross. Mickey. For a second, you feel completely at ease. <laughs> yeah. And for a second, and you're, you're never sure if you um, uh, imagine this or if it really happened for just a split second, your sneakers like levitate <laughs> just an inch off the ground. <laughs> okay. Um. The way you're making it sound, it's like he's trying to hook me up with her and like for like hundred percent for like a one night stand kind of thing. No, no, not for that. You know, he's like, he goes, "Hey, pal, I don't do that kind of thing." Good, because it makes me very uncomfortable. He goes, "It makes you feel uncomfortable." I have to work here. You don't I'm really know what that means. Fucking so, a uh, coffee shop, Mickey. I'm <laughs> So he goes, anyway, uh, look, I, I know this is kind of weird and out of the blue, but um, I can help you, uh, you know, I can help you out. You seem like a good guy. You deserve to be loved, Aaron. That's very he says kind. that as he stares deep into those uh, that that deep reservoir that you call your eyes. <laughs> reservoir I... of emotion and pain. Uh, I would, um, am I like, where am I in life? You know, am I, am I looking for someone? Am I feeling fulfilled or not fulfilled? Like, um, you're feeling fulfilled very much. So creatively, um, you know, with comedy and with your job and stuff like that. But as far as like personal stuff, you know, it, you know, things could always, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I, I find this woman attractive, and uh, she's talented. And yeah, 
And, 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 he, and he goes, you yeah, she I mean? also like, takes care of sick kids, too, on oh, the weekend. On the weekend. Well, she doesn't have a lot of time for a lover, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I would I would say I, I'd love to meet her and talk to her and get to know her. And he kind of goes like, heck, yeah. And he goes, uh, all right. <laughs> and he looks at you and he goes, knock him dead, pal. And the guy on stage goes, no, no, goes, all right, no. everybody. all right, uh, all you cool Pants. cats. Hey, <sighs> dudes and dudettes. Up next, we have uh, he's making his debut here oh. at Slam Time Saturdays. Please <laughs> oh, welcome all the way from <laughs> the counter. Everyone laughs. Aaron Brooks. And everyone just like everyone just like goes crazy. What do you do? I have to go read my poem. It sounds like. So you walk up there and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna try." And you think to yourself, "I've done worse gigs than this." Yeah, it sounds like a pretty been, supportive environment, a lively. They're crowd. very supportive. Yeah, they're very supportive. So yeah, and I read my poem. So you walk up there and you you do your poem. You're like, I see, I feel alienation. Oh no, Pat! Alienation. No, I am trying to <laughs> keep on going, but I fall in the basin. Yeah. Oh, Pat! <laughs> it's symbolic. Why am I talking like that? Because you're doing slam poetry, dude. It's what you do, Pat. It sucks so I hard. I spilled ketchup on my shirt today. Huh. Of course. Mondays. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's your first poem. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> What's it called? What do I title it? Um, <laughs> It's called um, it's called Springtime in the Third Dimension. Aaron <laughs> Brooks Tale. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that sucks so bad. Why? You know exactly why, Pat. Did you hear the title of it? So you go up there and you uh, you say your poem, and everyone just like looks at you. Like no one, no one really knows what to do. Yeah, uh, sounds awful. So it's like just dead silence. And you just go, "All right, funny guy Brooks on Twitter," and you get off stage, and uh, it's just funny, like dead funny guy Brooks. <laughs> Did I change? Did yeah. I change my Twitter handle to honor our friend, Funny Guy Timmy? Yeah, it's his birthday, so you decided to change for a day. You changed your uh, your Twitter to Funny Guy Brooks. Oh, so anyway, see so if that's available. <laughs> you go and like you go and sit down, and you and like at, like everyone just kind of weirded out, and like the host goes back up, and they're just like they're just like okay, you know. We all, you know, we all starts, we all start somewhere. Oh, they're acknowledging it. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then they all like snap and stuff. They're like, oh and man, so you, you sit down and you're like, holy shit. And you can kind of look over at Mickey, like what the fuck? And he kind of goes like, Ooh, like shrugs you. Um, and then like, um, uh, that woman walks back over and sits down and looks at you. Yeah. And she goes, that was really brave. <laughs> oh man. She goes, uh, thank, to thank take, you. You're welcome to take a poem that bad <laughs> and just say it in front of people like it wasn't horrible. I mean, that that takes so much guts. And she kind of looks at you and she goes, hey, 
Maybe we can get together and write sometime. Oh, man. What do you say? <sighs> man, I'm so uncomfortable. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, that would be really nice. She goes, you do anything after, uh, after this, after the slam? Am I? Brother? Something tells me you can pencil her in. That sounds like code for something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing anything. So you, I'm not doing anything. So you guys uh, go out uh, that night. You go to this like all night diner and kind of like chill there for a few hours. And even though it's supposed to be a writing <laughs> session, can I tell you something, Brooksy? What? Not a lot of writing gets done. Yeah. Because you two are just vibing. You know what I mean? There is crazy chemistry between you two and i'm talking the most insane chemistry that anyone like 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 the way like the waiter will walk by like walk by and look at you guys and like like she like she gets up to use the bathroom and he, and he walks over and he's like hey um am i crazy or are you guys like vibing right now the waiter just <laughs> the waiter just comes up and says that to me yeah Okay. Uh, and you're like, uh, and, he, and he goes, sorry, sorry. It's just, you know, the chemistry was crazy. And he walks away. <laughs> she sits, she sits down. You guys keep talking. Uh, yeah. A couple minutes later, this, this like old couple uh, walks by <laughs> you and they kind of look over at you. And then the, the woman goes like, you know, we had our first date here 80 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at you and she goes, I think you kids are going to make it. Who and told her it was like, our first date? It's not even a date. Why is she making an assumption? Because, Brooksy, the chemistry. Which makes it you two. even more unlikely that it's like a first date. Sure. And so um, she just goes, she kind of looks at you and she, and, she, and she just goes, huh, you know, to be young is to be a fool. She looks at you and she goes, don't mess this up. And they like leave. Oh, great. Uh, a, ca- is... a, ca- a cab shows up to pick them up and runs them both over. by no. accident. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the oldest couple in America. Yeah. Gotta be. And you, tu- and you turn and look at her and you notice that she's like, she got, she has her eyes closed. Diane. She has her, her or the, yeah. okay. I thought you didn't hurt the she, old lady. No, no, no. Diane. And uh, she has, you were looking at the old lady. You watch the old lady die. Uh, and so, um, you turn around and like, she's kind of like going like this, like, mm. like she had like her, like her lips ready. We just saw two people that are probably close to a hundred years old get mowed down in the parking lot. Well, she didn't see it cause her eyes were closed. How anticipation. Did, I would say, holy shit. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I, Pat, how do you want me to kiss somebody at the moment that I see two octogenarian lovers just get fucking mowed down? <laughs> what the fuck, Pat? You think I'm just going to like. And like you're kind of hesitating, you don't know what to do. And over her shoulder, you see that there's like this bus boy, um, and it's interesting because he's he's a bus boy, so he has like an apron on and shit. But he also has uh, like a black leather jacket on, uh, a maroon <laughs> shirt, tight stonewall. <laughs> he's a bus boy, but he's wearing a leather jacket. And it looks like he has like a he has like a mustache, <laughs> but it looks like a little crooked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he has one. And he has an eye patch, <laughs> and he kind of like. Is motioning to you like, come on, do it. You know, what do you do? 
I'm fixated on the horror that just took place in the parking lot. Why yeah, is everybody like, here? Like the, the corpses are on fire. Why are they on fire, Pat? They got hit by a car. <laughs> Gasoline. <laughs> Do you kiss her? No, I don't. I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't look away from that, from seeing two people just get killed in front of me. That's a traumatic experience. I would call the. Sure. Pol- I'd be on the phone with the police immediately. You call the cops. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, nine one one. This is this is Brock. Ugh. This is Brock Fingal. How can I help you? Hey, Brock. Uh, there's two people just. Got yeah, hit I'm by on the a- force. Brock, listen to me. Two people just got hit by a car at this diner that I'm in. Yeah, uh, you're gonna need to send somebody. They're on fire. Uh, they were old. They're they, goes, they're dead. I mean, they're dead. I'm looking goes, at them right now. Two people died he right goes, here. Holy fucking shit! He goes. I'm on the way. No, just not you. Anybody and hangs else up. You and you're kind of like he hangs up, and you're kind of like well, that was kind of weird. And then like you turn and like her eyes are still like only one of her eyes is open now, and she's kind of like what the heck? And she has her like you know lips out for smooching. Yeah. What do you do? Has she been made aware of this travesty that just happened? No, her eyes were closed. I would I would point. I'm I'm in shock, Pat. She yeah. also just heard me call nine one one and say two people just got run over in the parking lot. Why isn't she going, wait, what? Well that's why she opened her eyes. She's kinda like oh. I would point. I would just point in silence and just point. So she goes she looks at the window, then she goes, Uh oh. And then uh that guy Brock Fingle uh he speeds into <laughs> the uh, the parking lot Brock. and uh the car hits uh the curb and it smashes into the restaurant and runs you over. <laughs> God damn it, Brock. <laughs> but it doesn't hit her at all. So she just witnesses you get uh, run over by this uh this guy who's not even a cop, he's like a dispatch guy. Man, but he just tells you he was on the force and he jumps out and he goes, I've got a flavor for the f- fever fingle. Oh. And you go, huh? And then uh that's the last thing you hear before uh <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> You you broke so many ribs, and they're just like they act. The ribs actually like slice into your heart. A rib punctures my heart. Yeah, it's a bad and day the, at the diner. You, your your last words are: you go. I've heard of of um of heartache, but this is ridiculous. Fuck you. No, no one laughs. Yeah, <laughs> and you die. Fuck you. Why didn't you just kiss her? Because because you killed two people. Two seventy two people were married for eighty years. Pat, you killed them in the parking lot. They got hit by a car and somehow caught on fire. You want me to say, oh hey, uh, two people just got killed in the parking lot? But first, let's kiss in this diner booth. What the fuck, Pat? You think they know whatever? I, just, I kind of thought you were romantic, but oh, well, you ruined the mood when you murdered two hundred year old people in the parking lot and they got set ablaze. Sorry if my fucking dick wasn't hard. Sorry if I wasn't ready to fuck. I'm sorry too. You kind of you kind of killed it, Pat. I'll never get to kiss Diane Rather. She never loves again. Well, I don't. I never breathe again, so I don't fucking care. 